Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. It is Thanksgiving week uh, across the nation, across Major League Baseball. Thanks for taking some time, even though I know it's a busy week, Anthony. Uh, and baseball doesn't take a break despite uh, the turkeys on the way on Thursday. Thanks for uh, having some time for us today. Oh, of course. For for this, always. I don't care if it's Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'm happy to help. All right. Well, let's start things off because I feel like until it's decided, we need to at least touch base every time we do one of these podcasts on Ioannis Cespedes. And I know not much has changed other than the fact that it seems like the Mets continue to be in conversations with his people. They they remain in contact, and contact can't be a bad thing. Um, but I guess the question I have for you is, if you have to think about a timeline, do you see this as a thing where Cespedes makes up his mind before the winter meetings, which are fastly approaching, will he be one of those big winter meeting stories that happens when we're all down in D.C., or could this thing drag? I would say the earliest he signs is the winter meetings, and I think uh, there's a decent chance he does sign at the winter meetings. Whenever you get a big-time free agent who's out there, and I would say Cespedes is probably number one in all baseball this year in terms of um, just the interest level and, and probably the contract that he's going to get, uh, you know, those guys don't like to sign right away. You want to test your market. You want to see where teams are at. Teams want to see where you are at, uh, and so on and so forth. So uh, I think the winter meetings provides both teams and agents uh, a much more efficient way to canvas what's out there. But I also don't see this dragging on way too late uh, into the offseason. The Mets have already said um, they're really hoping that uh, this gets wrapped up uh, by the holidays, by Christmas, you know, at least by the end of the year. And I think Cespedes himself has a lot of incentive to make that happen, whether it's for the Mets or whatever team he ultimately signs with. Um, a huge part of what happened to him last year was just getting into the offseason, descending into November, December, and then finally into January, and, and seeing his market dry up, uh, seeing teams not necessarily willing to wait for him and go and do other things. You know, the Mets went out and signed Alejandro de Aza, and that was – uh, ultimately, their plan A last year, and when Cespedes' market dried up, they said, "Okay, well, we can sign you too, um, just because we have this opportunity to do so." But I think it was a little bit of a cautionary tale for Cespedes. And granted, last year there were some other options out there, the Justin Uptons of the world, the teams were looking at and saying, uh, "Well, hey, we can sign this guy instead." 
and that might not necessarily be the case this year. But I think Jonas Estes is very wary of, of overplaying his cards this time and kind of winding up without a chair when the music stops. And, uh, you know, the Mets, again, signed him last year only after his market cratered and his price dropped. And uh, I don't think Jonas Estes is certainly wants to see that happen again. So uh, I think the winter meetings is a good guideline, a good timeline. Certainly it could stretch beyond that. Um, but I don't think it's going to be way, way beyond that into January again. Curtis Granderson said this week that he'd be open to playing center field regardless of whether or not UNS Cespedes returns to the Mets. That's great, and Granderson is always a, a good team player and a great guy in the clubhouse, and we know all that. But as far as the Mets go, Curtis Granderson being an everyday center fielder, if UNS Cespedes isn't on the roster, doesn't seem like the best option for this team. No, not at all. But you know what? It's probably something that's going to happen at least a little bit. Uh, the fact of the matter is, besides Juan Lagares, who is still an elite defensive center fielder, um, they don't really have a guy to play that position. And Juan Lagares has yet to prove, A, that he can really stay healthy for a full season, and B, uh, that he's a good enough hitter, uh, especially against right-handed pitching, to be in there every day. So uh, having Curtis Granderson in center field is a nice thing to have. Having him willing to do it is a nice thing to have for the Mets. Uh, certainly it's not ideal for them. Um, and, look, to Curtis Grandison's credit, uh, when the Mets wound up putting him there last year, and if you remember, the whole situation unfolded because Ioannis Cespedes, who had signed as a center fielder, started having that quad injury and really wasn't comfortable playing the position anymore. And then even after he healed, uh, just didn't really want to play center. So the Mets put him in left, and Curtis Grandison stepped up and filled that role. And at age 35, really wound up playing better there than I thought he would. Uh, some of the advanced metrics painted him even as a little bit above average, and this from a guy uh, whose defense had kind of cratered a little bit in recent years, which isn't unexpected for a guy getting into his mid-30s. Now, over the course of a full season, is it a great idea to have a 36-year-old out there playing center field, a guy who for most of the last half decade has played exclusively in a corner? Um, no, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think... Uh, Curtis Grinson wants to do it in a perfect world. I don't think the Mets want to have him out there in a perfect world. But even if Jonas Cespedes doesn't return, or even if he does, it doesn't affect the situation all that much one way or the other. The Mets are stacked with corner outfielders, Granderson being one of them, and they just don't have a lot of depth up the middle. So barring a Dexter Fowler signing, which I consider unlikely or anything of that ilk, uh, I think you're going to see Curtis Granderson out there a, a decent bit this year, certainly splitting time. Uh, with Juan Lagares out there, and we'll see where it goes. Um, again, not an ideal situation, but it's the one that the Mets are in right now. And uh, given the way he played, given how relatively well he played, considering the circumstances, uh, I think it's one of the Mets' lesser problems on their list of problems right now as we stand here in November. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Mets will have a new third base coach in 2017. Glenn Sherlock will be taking over for Tim Tuffle. I know Tuffle got a lot of credit for the defensive shifting and that sort of thing with this Mets team, uh, but it sounds like Sherlock, a lot of responsibility is going to fall on him to work with the catchers. He has some expertise there, um, and it sounds like Travis Darno is you know, going to end up being the guy again for the Mets. Hopefully he can stay healthy. So how, how important does Sherlock become in getting – Darno to kind of finally realize himself as a as a standout catcher in Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, that's the idea behind this move, uh, and I, I think it's something that the Mets didn't really realize how much they were going to miss until they didn't have it last year. Uh, for a couple of years, Bob Guerin, Bill Bench coaches with Los Angeles now, 
was that guy. He was an old catcher. He was a big league catcher. He worked with the catchers every single day. And he was also kind of a, a little bit of a facilitator between you know, Dan Worthen and the pitching staff and the catchers and just making sure everyone was always on the same page. And, and the Mets, uh, when Bob Aaron left, the Mets said, well, we can do without that. And they brought in some of their organization guys into spring training to help Travis Darno and Kevin Pulecki and the other catchers in camp. Um, but look, Travis Darno did not have a good year offensively or defensively, I would say, and the Mets realized that. And they still realize that Darno is in his mid-20s, has potential left, and, and are not just willing to give up on his career right now. Certainly they've been pretty open in saying they're not willing to go out and invest big money in a Matt Wieters or a Wilson Ramos or, or someone of that ilk who may or may not be better than what they already have. So their solution is, is basically to work with Darno and try and get him better, and Glenn Sherlock is going to be a big part of that. Um, he has catching experience. He played there in the minor leagues, um, has worked with Diamondbacks catchers for years and years, an original Diamondback uh, Glenn Sherlock was, and he's basically played every uh, coaching role in that organization one can play over the past decade and two decades or so. So uh, it, it's a small move on paper, and I think a lot of people are going to miss Tim Tuffle on the big league coaching staff. Uh, genuinely nice guy, well-liked, and like you said, did a lot of things defensively with the infielders, which you would think will now fall to bench coach Dick Scott, a former infielder. Um, but the Mets really wanted to go out and get this guy. They pounced when they found out that they could get Glenn Sherlock, and the hope, again, is that uh, Travis Darno in particular will benefit from it. The 2017 Hall of Fame ballot was announced on Monday, and obviously 2016 was a big Hall of Fame year for the Mets with Mike Piazza going in, and, and a ton of Mets fans made their way up to Cooperstown, obviously not a long trip. Um, a little bit different when you look at the 2017 ballot. Um, there's some, some guys on there. Billy Wagner was on there a year ago um, that, that spent time with the Mets. As far as new people, though, uh, Mike Cameron is the one guy that spent some time with the New York Mets. Uh, center fielder, obviously, back in 2004, 2005, I think, with the Mets. Um, here's a guy who, he was a great center fielder, Anthony. Um, didn't spend a lot of time with the Mets, but... But he stood out as far as his defense throughout his career. He's not going to get into the Hall of Fame, but he's one of those guys that it's got to be kind of cool just to be on the ballot. Yeah, it's definitely cool to be on the ballot. And he, he was a popular player both in the clubhouse and with fans uh, while he was here. Um, you know, it's funny when you talk about the Mets and the Hall of Fame is, is the takeaway from last year from Mike Piazza getting in. It was such a huge moment for the Mets franchise because they just don't have – that many players in the Hall of Fame. Um, Mike Piazza going in with a Mets cap, joined the very short list, and, and you look going forward at who could be next. Um, you know, you're right. Mike Cameron's not getting in. He's probably more of a Mariner or, or all the other teams than he ever was a Met. Um, but going forward, who could be the next guy to get in with a Mets cap? Is he on the team now? Is he not even on the team now? I, I think the only guy really who you can look at is Carlos Beltran when he ultimately retires about another 30 years from now or however long that guy's going to keep playing. Um, but he's the one guy who you can make a case for, and you could say certainly based on the numbers, he put up his best numbers in New York. He played in New York the longest. Um, and given what he's done the past few years um, with the Cardinals, with the Yankees, uh, has really played his way. Well, I'm not even sure he's a borderline Hall of Famer anymore. I think Carlos Beltran is going to be one. Um, he was on those teams with Mike Cameron in 2004, 2005, and obviously extending beyond that, 06, 07, 08, and uh, kind of a polarizing figure with fans who remember him for that one 
called strike three to end the 2006 uh, NLCS. But he, he was a very productive player. Um, you know, he was one of the few guys who signed one of those long-term mega contracts and statistically made good on it. He had some injury issues, but he was there for the whole time. He pretty much played it out and had some really, really productive all-star seasons in there. So when push comes to shove, will he go in with a Mets cap? Will he go in with a Royals cap? He spent nearly as long in Kansas City to start his career. Um, we'll see. But uh, he's the next guy and maybe the only guy for a couple of decades coming down the chute here who really has a chance to go into the Hall of Fame with a Mets cap on his back. All right, great stuff as always, Anthony. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition. For Anthony DeComo, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.